we cut off your intro last time. Did you want to do another one? Microphone check. One, two. What is this? It's your boy, Young Baphomet. Coming at you straight with that big dick energy. You know what I'm saying? Knick-knack, patty-whack, give a dog a bone type shit. Welcome to the Cowboy Rowdy Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and baby girls, this is your host, Cam Beasy Berry, coming to you live from the studio of my apartment. <laughs> also joining me, <laughs> resident comedian, Anthony Barrera. What's up, what's up? It's your boy, I'm Batman. Young Badney's back at the helm. And also we got Monterey Bay comic and show producer, Michael Booth. How's it going? What's up, Dial? What's been fresh, guys? What's been new? What's been, what's been hot? Oh, man. I haven't had a day off in like two months. <laughs> you always say that. I'd never believe you. Working. <laughs> That's not true. You didn't even get Working to perform man. at the show, so I do believe you. You guys know that song, no. that Rush song. Oh yeah, yeah, Working yeah, yeah. Man. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's like do. your theme right now. Just been going hard. You know, Canadian rock Even when I'm like, not working, I'm working. Can I give you some motivational? More Ritalin? Yeah, yeah. No, huh. no, so some motivational phrase I heard recently. Uh, you know Post Malone? I know of him. Yes. Okay, so he had this message this message for his fans. He said, "Look, if people are giving you shit." And people are hating on you, just don't sweat it because you're a fucking rock star. Fuck there it. you go, dude. There you go. And he said, "That's all I needed." He said, "If you know, if someone tries to <laughs> people like, listening, you should have seen yeah. Anthony's just like Cameron did like Green Mile type shit." Oh, we're Anthony's still going now. too. There's more. Yeah, there's, there's more. There's yeah, more. I want to hear it. He had this also for his fans. Like if someone someone tries to take your money and sue you for a house, it's okay. Make another album, buy another house. So just dude, do that. Shit's fire as fuck. So Anthony, just make another million dollar record. Uplifting. What's my you, Michael? Um, That's a terrible inspirational message. I just want to point out that Post Malone does not give very uh, accurate messages to his fans. I've just been working. I've been getting on a few showcases lately, and so that's been really fun, meeting mm-hmm. some other people, really grinding. Like, Young that grinder. Um, putting yeah. in a lot of time at my job and then putting a lot of time into stand-up and, and you know, in the podcast and just... Life's too short to take a day off. Is yeah. there like a hipster for grinder apps? No, I'm taking a like day off though. In a couple of uh, in like uh, like six weeks, I'm going home to Seattle. Oh yeah, that's gonna oh, be sick, yeah. dude. Uh, I'm really excited. I got Better my plane it. ticket, so I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna be back home for like four days. Um, Are you worried that the the temperature change is gonna fuck with you? No, you know, because the weather here has been raining a lot. That's so. true. It's kind of oh, mimicking. It's priming the pump. This is actually the perfect yeah. time to go there. You're getting lubricated yeah. for the trip. And I think, <laughs> and I think you know, it'll be cool to see my family and stuff, and yeah. and just uh, and just hang out. Have you ever done like stand up in front of them? No, I think it'll be a good chance while I'm home. Yeah, dude. Uh, not to do. I'm not gonna do like my sets in front of my family. Grandparents, or no shit like, <laughs> like that. If you get like booked on a show out there. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've been talking to some people trying to figure some things out so if i do get anything i would let everybody yeah, hear know. that washington or what's it, what's, where's it what's washington it dude get your balls ready dude we got listeners in germany and mexico we definitely got listeners in washington what's up, get washington? your balls ready for this shoe he's coming that's to town. funny <laughs> no, it's gonna be a good time also we're having a roast battle Ooh. at the mm-hmm. XL Public House. Rest in uh, peace, Matt Bonfire. In a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, <in> <laughs> Cameron's, already, re- Cameron's already getting ready. The late Matt Bachmeyer. 
so you remembered fondly. So sad I wasn't here yeah. for that episode. Mm-mm-mm. For those people that come to the show already, you guys have seen all the comics that I have on this roast battle, and they've all been there before and performed. So there'll be familiar faces going against each other, and, and they all they've all known who they're going against for this all this time. So there's going to be jokes written. It's gonna be a good night, dude. I'm gonna host it, and I'm gonna be. I'm also writing jokes for all you motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. So just know that I'm coming correct. <laughs> I, I view it as this: this is a game of Mortal Kombat, okay? And I'm Raiden, so I can fly. You are like the old Chinese dude at the end, okay? The forearm monster is essentially Travis West because I think he might be invulnerable to insults. Him and Doza saw each other last night at I the open mic, wait. and there was tension. It's like I Ash Ketchum and yeah. Gary and shit. It's building, wait. you guys. That's CC. I will throw away jokes on Matt in public on a daily. Oh, dude, on don't, a daily. don't throw them away. I have, no, I have throwaways, bub. Because here's, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I'm ready. I'm locked and loaded. I got a fucking arsenal. I'm bringing World I'm War II honest. to his doorstep. I'm going to be honest. I'm gonna try to make someone cry. Well, you—I mean, you and Alexander. I'm excited to dude, see that. Well, yeah, dude. I, <laughs> Alexander's Alexander's gonna. I'm looking past. Alexander's the first gonna round. be surprising. Here's my worry. I, I think yeah, so. I think so like, too. I think Alexander asked gonna, for this. I know. He asked for this. That's what I'm saying. I really think he's. You're gonna be. He's gonna say you know some shit. Saying? You're like, gonna be like. When I found out he I'm asked so for it, he's like, "Oh, Alexander, oh, what's up? God. You want the smoke?" Oh, I'm so excited because like. Oh man, we all know each other, and mm-hmm. we all just, love each other, and all. And that. it's gonna be so much fun, though. It's just gonna be feelings incredible. aside that night. We're all gonna shake hands. Yeah, no, no one, no Here's one, my we'll word. We'll get a beer afterwards. Anthony is such a performance artist. I'm worried you're gonna go up there and like just drink bleach or something. I'm like, dude, no, no, actually say jokes. Like, I've done dude. that before. <laughs> yeah, I did it one time for Snapchat. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Oh my god. <laughs> I literally. <I> <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I got my shriveled testicles. I, literally I, was I emptied out the Clorox bottle and put in Gatorade. Ooh. And then just like you washed the bottle out pretty good. I, hope. I I got a little bit in there. Oh, a little bit made it in. I'm not even. Gonna oh. lie. I thought I washed it, but a little bit got in and made me a little sick. Yeah, you'll get a little sick on the bleach. So you actually did drink bleach. So uh, that's why uh, I gave you that a warning. Minuscule amount. Yeah, I gave you that warning. Anthony drank bleach. Hey man, it's message. been like five years, dude. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough for uh for poor rest in peace Matt. Poor the buck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If if I think if Cameron beats Matt and I beat Alexander, me and Cameron go up ahead against each other, right? Uh, it depends because, like, let's say then that means it's Mac and Harag and then Travis Mendoza. So if Mendoza wins and like Mac wins, do they go off against? I each would want to put. I would want to put like. Oh, we don't know our opponent afterwards. I don't know yet because it, it depends on who wins. It's all the crowd reaction. So like, I there's crazy. brackets. I'll take Mendoza down. I might take I think, Root Mac down. I, I think <laughs> I think you versus Mac and Mendoza versus I re- Cameron me. would be really good. <laughs> I'm gonna feel bad just saying. Mendoza's shit. gonna tee off on me because we come from. I'm such excited to see who makes me and Mendoza go if against each you, other. I'm gonna undress him. Like if it's you and Mendoza in the last round, or if it's like Cameron and Anthony in the last round, or some shit like I can't that. Wait. I'm excited. I'll make like, Cameron cry. I'm excited all around. I'm so excited. If it's you and Cameron in the last round, so you can't blame that on you. Yeah, it's going to be a fun show. If you guys hear this and it's not the show, come down, see us undress each other and make fun of each other for your amusement. Yeah, I don't think I plugged the date, but it's December 21st uh, at 9 p.m. in the basement of the XL Public House. Uh, I'm gonna have you know two mics set up. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be like so before you go home and hate your family for the holidays, you can hate some comedians. Exactly, that's that's kind of what I had the idea. Yeah, like get that rage out. Get that rage out before you go home to your family. No, I mean it'll it'll just be it's something Wait, different. And I'm I gonna think, bring a gun. You say you're gonna be talking shit in between rounds. 
No, like I'm gonna. I'm gonna th- oh, he's gonna be talking. I'm gonna throw in some subliminals in my set. I then. was thinking of opening up the show and just like going down the list, a little couple jokes ripping about on ripping on everybody, and then I'll bring people up. You know, like rip on the entire lineup. I want to go just, too hard already. I know. I hope Matt's girlfriend's not there. I have like, man, I have. I feel like, so bad. I have a plethora of jokes for <laughs> for Matt. I'm excited for it either way. It'll be a fun time. Cameron, how, how have you been, man? I've been good, man. Thank you for doing a catch-up with the old Camballs. How's uh, the old Camballs <laughs> been Cam-balls? doing, dude? The old Camballs. You don't know any of my nicknames, do you? I mean, I know Cambeezy. Cambeezy. That's the one. I don't even use Cambeezy, to be honest, Instagram outside of Instagram. And it, I never really used it much before that. My first nickname was Iceman. Actually, that's not where true. Did, where did Cambeezy come from? Cambeezy was all that Instagram could give me. Oh, uh, yeah, really? I, I, I put in Cameron Barry and they're like, Cam Beasy. And they were like, name taken. And I was like, what do I do? And they're like, ask Snoop Dogg. And he was like, Cam Beasy, baby should, for shizzle. And I was like, okay. Cam so you should like, maybe. Uh, you should enter your name it. into the uh, Wu Tang Clan name oh, generator. I'm not big on Cam Beasy. Honestly, my favorite nickname is probably Iceman. Uh, Cam Balls is probably the funniest one I've had. It's just funny when the you say The most depressing was Joe Scam. Cambeasy.berry. <laughs> it's very like. Like the dot berry sounds like a website, but it's yep. just your last name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's very confusing. It's built to disorient. You're like Cambeasy dot berry. <laughs> I've tried to make it so phonetically you could not possibly type it. Cambeasy dot berry. It's better than young bad name though. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, that's, I changed. That's extra... I mean, I changed it first to like the ghost of Anthony, uh-huh. and then a bunch of people started DMing me like, "Are you okay? Oh my god, do gosh, you need someone to talk to?" And I was like, oh, they think I want to kill myself. You got to keep off that. Um, so I changed it to Anthony Baphomet, but then I thought that sounded kind of dumb. Yeah. So I changed it back to Young Baphomet. <laughs> there we go. Hot you didn't think that that sounded kind of dumb? <laughs> I mean, because I've had Young Baphomet for some goddamn <laughs> I know. Long. You have this sensor that's really good, this filter. How yeah, it was just, it was just there. This comedy yeah. filter. You want to know how I came up good. with the name? I don't. I, I got into a fight with a homeless person. That sounds right. And they called me that. That fits the bill. And I was like, all right, it's my comedy. Didn't you tell you me let, that you just say a different thing every time somebody asks Why would you even say that? A aggravated vagrant who attacked you choose that's what you're your doing. comedy tag. No, that's what he does. Yeah. This is so simple. I know how to change his name back. You, you ask him how he's. I'm going to get dressed up. Dude, I have it to I'm, piss off white people. I'm going to get dressed up in some warm weather clothes. To piss off white people. See, a different answer every time. Here's the thing. I'm just going to get dressed up in some warm weather clothes. I'll sleep outside for a couple nights. I'll beat the shit out of Anthony. And I'm like, your name is Anthony Barrera. Demons be gone. And I'll leave. There are a couple <laughs> things wrong with that. You wouldn't beat the shit out of me. It's like vampires. I know how this works. <laughs> You're not a vampire. No, I'm saying you are. I'm oh. the I'm the home vagrant in this. I'm gonna sleep I'm outside. I'm the Ebola canary, dude. Ebola canary. That's actually true. That'd be the one time like the the homeless keep... guy was scared of what disease he was gonna get from you. He's like, get away from me, man. It's gonna be Ebola. I'm just trying. To... <laughs> <laughs> the name is not misleading. <laughs> I have a slow Ebola burn, and so I can <laughs> casually live with it. And I just go around. I just like to travel. <laughs> See, that's the rash you should have talked to Molly about. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> Good point. God dang it. Where was she? You or you? Honestly, we asked her like, what questions, and you were like, Dude, I was on four hours of sleep. You know what I'm saying? Mm, You're I'm, lucky I showed up, honestly. I'm worried, you know what I'm saying? I'm worried the Ebola has wormed its way into your brain and it's starting sleep to control some that. major functions. I didn't sleep after that. I so on four hours of sleep, I had to stay up all night. Did you, did you, like, what do you do at night in the gas station? I, I force awake? myself to stay awake. How? I, I tell myself, Anthony, you need to be awake right now, and, and then I stay awake. And you just say that over and over again? Yeah. 
Oh works. Oh my gosh. Do you don't get sunflower wow. seeds in a cup? Oh, I, I, I smoke a lot. You could probably oh, you could probably do really well in that contest where you have to like put your hand on the truck and then you have to. Yeah, I think my my uh, my I think I passed out at forty six hours and that was like my limit. Oh my god. Drug free. Forty six hours. Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, I couldn't even use a stapler by the end of it. I was so wow. weak. I couldn't even jerk off for forty six hours. Oh, jerking. Off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you can't jerk off if you're gonna go to sleep. Uh, I can do anything I want. Don't tell me what to do in my house <laughs> <laughs> during happy time. Man, people like I don't know. Recently, I've been getting hit up um, by people, you know, some family, some friends, and uh, saying that they want to like get into comedy and that they've been wanting to do it and they kind of asking me like the things that yep. they should be doing how'd you get into comedy how do, I, how do i get into comedy i'm not yeah you know i'm not like tooting my own horn or anything like that right now i just uh think that you know there are things that like people should actually know 100%. if they're trying yeah. to like seriously start to try and do this and get to a point where they you know where they see themselves in their head like whatever that may be for you um, or even if they just want to try it out and have a positive experience if they're yeah. just curious and they want it to be positive there's a way for it to go yeah if you don't know anything going mm-hmm. in blind which i think a few of us have done i know that i kind of did and yeah, I was glad that I met people that kind of showed me a little bit better pathway. Yeah. Than than some other than some other ways I could have seen myself ending up in the. Yeah, like, let's go with the white elephant. You don't have to take your pants off for the booker or the host. That's not mandatory. <laughs> and they'll ask, and and sometimes you'll do it. I did, but listen, you don't need to. That's not mandatory. Open mics are usually free. Sometimes you gotta buy a coffee. So yeah, sometimes no Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, so. I mean, depending on where you are, I know in some places. You have to pay to go up, but that's like yes, down in like Los time. Angeles and stuff like that. San Francisco so, too. Um, it's like there's there's things like that, but have some cash. I before think before you get there, have some cash. Exactly. Because here's the thing: even if there's no pay for the time, even if it's just like customers, you know, you still want a tip. You want a good impression when you go there. And also, and, like you're gonna be there a while. Yeah. Like, and you're probably gonna get hungry. Yeah, that's the one it's thing to I keep think, your energy up. Uh, mm-hmm. The one thing I don't Plan think people ahead. think about is like when you're doing open mics, you're spending a lot of time somewhere, be in front of everybody for a few minutes. Yep. And that's so uh, that's something you have to like know going into it. Yeah. Like you're gonna put in a lot of work for this amount. And of so time. I yep. think that brings up a really good like first kind of thing, and which is like signing up yeah. at any of these open mics in the area, wherever area you're at listening is. You need to know how to sign up at every mic you're going to. And it can be different. Each mic can be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really Each have mic to, like, is different, dude. You have to coordinate every night like on the fly, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Let's, talk, let's talk about that. Before you even get to the building, knowing how to find an open mic. Like, where are you looking for um, an open mic? There's a good Facebook group. There's so many Facebook groups. Yeah. So whatever you, wherever you're at, if you're curious, look around on Facebook. Look around on Google Maps. Yeah, look around Google everywhere. Google Maps is actually yeah. a good place. Yeah. Like, I, I found a few good spots on Google Maps. Go to go to coffee shops. Go to, you know, if there's a comedy club in close to you, that's definitely going to have an open mic or something where it's like It'll, a it's new gonna talent have some thing. Orbiting it's going to have of. something where you can go and yeah. sign up. Don't or, be embarrassed. Don't be shy. Call the place. Ask they them want about you the to mic. call them. Yeah, find out the details. If you know before time, like what the sign up arrangement is 
your odds of going up on stage are drastically improved. And some people don't realize that. They don't. Going out does not mean you're going up on stage. Yeah. Yeah. In, in a busy town, there's odds you're not going up on stage. And it sucks, too, when you see somebody that's excited to perform, mm-hmm. and they're so late to the game when it comes yeah. to signing up, like, especially at some of these places, Yeah. that they have no, that you know that they have no chance of getting on stage. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Stage. They'll be like, yeah, we, we, we'll have you 27th. We'll see and they're if we sticking around up. like they're gonna go on stage. Yeah, and they hang out the whole time for four hours there at yeah. a coffee shop. Oh, that, bra- that shit breaks my heart. They <laughs> develop two kidney stones waiting to do zero stage time. It's heartbreaking. And <laughs> what's the latest you've ever waited to to get on stage? Mm, man. Like my uh, voice cracked. I've sat. I did one time. I was trying to do three mics, and I it was at the third one, and I sat until twelve fifteen. Oh my god! And I was there. I think I got to where all the mics were at at yeah. like 7:30. Fuck. And so I had spent like the entire night pretty much like going from mic to mic like writing material and like standing around and like mostly being depressed. Basically just like stressing <laughs> out about it and mostly then anxiety. To get probably like a cumulative of like 15 to 17 minutes of like Jesus. stage time. Yikes. So it's it's really like uh I'm not saying that to be like a downer by any means. I'm just yeah, no, saying no, no. like if you're when you want to get when when you want to really do like a lot and you're trying to put things together and work on like doing multiple mics in one night and uh, all this kind of stuff um it's it's a lot of coordination and it's a lot um, of planning let's talk first timers because anybody's coming to us for tips probably does like not already do open mics yeah they're to us so for they're tips. probably gonna go to one so if you're picking one you want to find one that's friendly you do yeah. not want to go to your first open mic at a bar, probably. That could yeah, be coffee rough. shops is definitely the route to go for beginners. Mm-hmm. I started in a coffee shop. We all I mean, steaks. I'm sure you guys started in coffee there's shops. No, there's no violent drunken people at coffee shops. Um, they are the most <laughs> vulgar when it comes yeah. to giving you early critiques in your comedy career. So you want to avoid those. <laughs> but coffee yeah, shop like, is good. Yeah. Sign up's big, though. Like the point you were making, my, I remember one time at East Village, I was 15 minutes after sign up started. I got there like 6.15. I waited four hours, 10, 15, they closed it down. And I was late for that place. They closed down late, four hours to not go on. So that difference of getting there early or getting there like just barely on time could literally mean your entire night is now really, yeah. performance you, you never free. know how many people are going to show yeah. up and wait in line because people do that. Like Bring a sleeping bag. get there. Open mics are like Black Friday. Yeah. You've got to be ready are, the night ahead. People are showing up 15, 20 yeah. minutes early. Dude, seriously, it is absolutely crazy. So get there early. Definitely get there early. Get there early. Um, Bring money. And, you know, if you're, you know, and something I also think that you should you should do is, you know, definitely after you sign up, don't uh, just like hover around the host all night and, keep, and ask when you're going to yeah. go up. Like I would. Hold on. If you see the host and you lock eyes with the host. And sparks fly. Oh, man. <laughs> Hover around the host a little bit. Don't, Talk to the host. Don't do that. Introduce yourself to the host. The host is busy. If the host looks at you and you see those same sparks coming out of their eyes and they go, oh, my God, who are you? Hover around the host a little bit. No, because he's all, only he's going to be thinking, you know, they're no, going to be thinking well, about them. I'm just saying if it's true love. It can't be true love. You don't know that. You haven't met this host. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. If sparks fly, hover a little bit. But otherwise, yeah, don't. Unless it's fucking sparks. Yeah, stop. Leave that person alone. They got a job to do. Unless your whole mind. life will crumble if you don't get to know them right now, just avoid them, essentially. Say, mm-hmm. hi, here's my name, and then avoid them. 
Make sure you keep track of like where you're at on the list, though. Yeah, yeah. make sure you keep track because something that does happen. You don't oh, want to be that fucking person. We're that, in the waiting oh, phase. Man. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, something that does happen too. That at first, what the hell? But then just kind of learn that it's part of the game. Is like when people come in and you get bumped back farther than where you were on the oh, side. Oh, the bump city. The first time is always like the worst time. Yeah. Like, the the first time you're bump like, city this doesn't breakdown. make sense. They told me I was like here and now like two more people no, have gone that I didn't know. I'm sixth list. on the list. What the fuck? I'm number nine. He is not number <laughs> nine. Yeah. That man has taken my plate. But I mean, also like when you're on the other side of that too, it is it's like, it's lit. like, lit. it's amazing. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I, I walk up to the person I bumped and I just put my finger in their drink. And I'm like, boop, you're welcome. Nice. I just walk away. It's, <laughs> this is my it's... world. <laughs> I would never do oh, that. that and horrible. I'm sorry to anybody I've ever bumped. I apologize. <laughs> and I think too, like, when it comes to that. took some of the sincerity away. So like, we've, we've signed, what well, we've signed up. Now we're waiting. We haven't, you know, we're waiting our turn now. Somebody's came and told us we're next. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've been going over your set uh, and you've been writing it down. Hopefully that's something that you've been do you, doing. Do you get, after you get told by the host, do you continue thinking about like working on your set or do you just stop? I have like the bullet points and I just sit there and I read the bullet points over yeah. and over again until uh, I get until they like call my name to come up. I just sit there and read. The oh, because I stop when the host again. tells me. Because at that point I'm like I'm like okay I'm re- I'm trying to take a peek at the audience I'm trying to like you know look at the oh, stage I'll, I'll do like that too how but the person is doing I'll, and like, yeah I'll just have my bullet points open and I'll just be like kind of like I'll just keep like and I'll like multitask just yeah I'll just have them there and like it'll be like a thing that I for me I haven't gotten into a pocket where I'm always consistently exactly the same before a show but. I see so much value in evaluating your audience before you go and up. And like the performer before you. and like... It's so hard to tell this to somebody who hasn't done open mic comedy or any stand-up comedy before, but like there are so many factors. Oh, it's yeah. not like just the about ener- you. Like the show has a continuous energy throughout. Yeah. And at any point, a performer can go on stage and something just doesn't click mm-hmm. between them and the audience. And sometimes it sinks a show and it's up to the person coming after them to essentially just pick it up if yeah. the host didn't do it already. Yeah. Um. If, if that doesn't work, then we just keep going down the line, and someone's gonna have to pick it up, or it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a shitty night. Yeah. See, there's a difference between like going up after somebody who crushes or some a talented musician, and going up after like a paraplegic like trapeze act. Like, there's there's some differences. So sometimes you got to think about who you're going up with, adjust your comedy. But if it's your first time, it's hard to get hung up on all those details. I would just say. For most people's first time, the best bet is to have just a funny story. Because honestly, you're not a good comedy writer if you haven't been writing tons of comedy. You've been telling funny stories to friends for years. So just to get the nerves out, sometimes just a funny story your first time is Honestly, enough. that's what I did. Yeah. My first time on stage, I just told a story that like actually happened and that I thought was funny. Yeah. And I noticed when people laughed and and why they laughed. Mm-hmm. And That's you where know, craft started. Yeah, like you learn like what points to put in where... Yeah, and you know sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But when it doesn't, you can't let that derail you because like that, like it sucks. But like, and, and I'll say this too about the waiting thing too. I have found, and this is a personal thing that I have found, other comedians also endorse. 
but the energy you have before you go up on stage can impact you a lot. So if before a show, you can find people in the crowd or maybe another comedian who's going up and performing and you can josh around with them a little bit, joke around, get your energy up, get giggling, get laughing, that can help. So that waiting doesn't have to be like just a, a storm of like anxiety and you know nervous energy. You can actually like release some. And, oh, you know, I'm, I'm usually like kind of quiet and like kept to myself like right before I'm about to hit the you stage. You pee your pants, yeah. Yeah, well, no, it's just like I, you know, I'm like building up my shit and myself, like my energy. Yeah, and like in that if zone I don't want to like transfer in. it to someone, like right before I'm about to hit the stage, I'm trying to like store it up and like use it out there. It's like a psychic vampire. Yeah, uh, I'm almost like going Super Saiyan, you know. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you shit your pants too. <laughs> I love that bit, by the way. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um, so as far as the performance, what's like your biggest tip? Well, if you could only give one tip to a first timer, because like when they get up there, they're not going to think about 50 uh, things. Your first time, don't hold the mic. Let it leave it on the stand because you're not going to hold it close enough to your face um, and it's going to sound like shit. Or if you decide to take it out of the mic stand, make sure you move the mic stand out of the way. Yeah, that's critical too. That's, that's something one. that like I hear so many other people say and I've heard other people say on podcasts and other stuff and everybody that ever does it ever is move the mic stand out of the way when you grab the mic. Because you don't need it anymore. It's just there now. Well, yeah. it's also just distracting. Bringing in everyone's attention with one sweeping motion. Like, yeah. okay, we're mic starting. Stage. The stage is But you can keep it in the mic. So do that. Keep it in the mic stand or do the other thing or take it out and yeah, put the mic stand Get it out of there or make it your base. Yeah. yeah. And then I would say also know what you're going to talk about. If I could only give you one tip, I would say go. Because... I, I waited till I was 31 years old, 32 years old to do it. 31, 32, goddamn old. So I waited till way too long to go. I never even been to an open mic. And I would say going for the first point, just going to an open mic made me comfortable enough to go up at an open mic. But if you don't go, you'll never know. And it's so much fun when it goes well. And the only way to make it go well, for sure, is to practice. And you won't practice if you don't start going. So go. If you're doubting, if any anything in your body is like saying, yeah, that'd be fun, I want to try it. Try it. Try it, man. It's like crack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it is. It's funny you say it's like crack, dude. Because It really I gets think, you in a certain mood. I like, think yeah. comedy is, is like And your a, tolerance goes up and everything. Yeah. You know, ever since I started doing it, I've always, it's just felt like a, a grind that's like so, in, and like there's so much like fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that there's like a real like competitive energy that comes with the. Uh, oh, for sure. The, yeah, for sure. It's just the, the whole environment breeds it. And because, you know, especially at the mics where it's all comics, like I think that, you know, everybody kind of has that, but everybody manifests in different ways probably. Oh, or, yeah. They like. I think every comic has universally talked about it at some point. Mm-hmm. Like it's something everyone faces. And there's almost like a. There's like, I don't know. Some people might have like comedy FOMO. I don't think I have it. I no. think it more what Could it you is. Could define comedy what, FOMO yeah, the for the listeners? FOMO? FOMO is fear of missing out. For you, uh, squares. Um, I. I didn't see any FOMO when I went to the MoMA, so I don't know what Is FOMO like a real medical thing, or is it just some made-up shit? Uh, fear of missing out is just like a thing where like you go to stuff because you're afraid that you don't want to be the one person, gonna be the one the person that doesn't have it, yeah. wasn't there to have it. I feel like that happens sometimes in comedy where like the open mics, you see who's consistently there, and you start to be like, oh, I'm not there, and you think about 
yeah. who's there working on material and you're falling behind or like it, yeah it can feel like that it can feel someone like someone else doing better feels like you're falling behind ah okay that, like, that's it, what yeah. I'm talking yeah. about if yeah. you're building a house your neighbor's building a house as his gets more built you're not like oh mine's getting less built yeah my competitive but is a comedy bit different well, how is that you? yours is, your, is, uh, is no I was, I was just kind of describing how like I think that's how I feel fear of missing out can be applied to comedy. Definitely. I don't think that happens to me necessarily. What I think happens is like, I feel like my, like in myself, I feel like I am going to have like the longer I don't do is go to open mic. The set isn't going to be as good as it could be if I can sit, if I'm consistently going. Okay. So like if the, the more I'm doing, it's just like the better I, the better chance I have of doing well mm-hmm. at any particular mic that I'm going to. That's why I think I, that's where my competitive comes from. It's just like always trying to like, I don't want to look bad or look rusty or look like I'm not, it looks like I'm not doing comedy. That's, that's, that's like the thing that kind of, uh, I get a little, uh, nervous with, I think it's Uh, just like a good thing to be fearful of if you're trying to be a comedian. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like the way you described it at first, I super feel that all the time. Like every time someone gets go to a mic, I never feel bad that they had something good happen to them. But I feel that 100% missing out. I'm like, man, I could have had that too. But it's it's turned into honestly like such a good thing for me because when somebody has something good happen to them anywhere around me in any circle, I'm just like, fuck yeah. That means I can do it too. Like we're com- we, if we're competing, then I can do that too. And the same thing goes for me. If something good happens to me, I look at other people. I'm like, dude, check it out. Look what we're doing. Like it's kind of like a us thing. I view mm-hmm. comedians. It's like it's like playing competitive co-op, I guess, or like in a video game. I never like playing like Halo versus online, but I love playing the storyline with friends. Yeah. I like when everybody goes. Well, through especially it like in this group, where like you know we usually head out to mics together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, the squad is heading out. Oh, dude, yeah. And, like, when, like, the squad member does well, you feel good. Oh, but, like, dude. But, you want to do just as well, if not better. Trying to go up after, like, like Michael crushes or something like that, it's like, okay, he's never going right. to let me live it down if he fucking crushes and I suck dick right now. So, I have to do something. <laughs> I don't want to bore him with me. I think that's me. the thing, too. Like, uh, <laughs> when we're out together, like you're describing, like, um, you know, I think everything is you're just it's riding on like wanting to do really well and so like that that like competitive energy of like and they set the bar yeah it definitely like i had it happen to me too where like i have to follow like mendoza or something and he goes up and he does some weird silly thing that makes the crowd like laugh super hard and then i'm like dang now i have to like make the crowd laugh too Mm -hmm. because i know i'm going up next and it's you know, and sometimes when we're up in Santa Cruz, it's like they put us together. So it's like this guy's from Salinas, this guy's awesome. So it's like the, <laughs> yeah. you know, that we're riding together. Super so, yeah. and it is weird in the car. Like there was a night when I was with Gabe, where Gabe did Gabe like absolutely destroyed, and I did really bad. Yeah. And it was just like his uh, energy is so different yeah, than yours. He's like on a high. He's on a high, and I'm just like. See, I, 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 I hate try. being in his position on that because for two reasons. One, that fraud element kicks in where you're like, I'm just a fraud. Like, if I had the best night, then they had a bad night of comedy is what happened. But then, like, there's another part of me where it's like, man, if I'm feeling good and other people are feeling bad, like, I can't enjoy my good. Like, that's not great. That's not where I want to be right now. So, like, I usually empathize more to, like, the other side. So I would prefer somebody else crush and I do bad because I can insulate that so well. Like, I'm like, you know, I have gracious all the time. I don't need to worry about this one. This crowd is racist. You know, I can move on. Yeah, I usually do that, but I usually don't do bad. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, I mean, uh, I've got videos, but whatever. The thing is, my, my, 
my competitive uh, competitiveness came like originally it came from like getting out of theater. I'm like, I'm gonna show them, fuck them. I'm gonna yeah, fuck them. Started doing poetry. Well, in theater they were trying to. And fuck then you. like you guys started doing comedy, and I was like, I did comedy too, but I'm doing poetry right now. And you guys would always ask me, Oh, you doing comedy tonight? You doing comedy tonight? I'm like, Nah, nah, nah. But then I did, and then I crushed, and I was like, Oh, that I'm bug. gonna show them. I'm gonna show them a new person to show up. And then, um, then we became friends and I was like, okay, now I'm just going to be better than everyone and we're friends. And we've been seeing you try and it's been so cute and we just love it to death. (laughs) (laughs) As you do comedy longer than me. (laughs) I loved your four minutes at the last show. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's a, that's a deep cut for people. Listen, I'm sorry that I killed it Uh, for a calendar year (laughs) had one bad night and that's the only thing people want to remember not the year of fucking i I have such a phobia i was just waiting for you to finish because i thought of it halfway through you saying all that stuff (laughs) (laughs) so i was just sitting there like they like to forget i know it's young bad shirt talking but i'm just like gosh there's there's an eagle in there somewhere he's crying that's what I'm <laughs> no, that's dude, what I was crushed after. I was fucking oh, crushed. Yeah. And that's oh, what dude, I'm talking yeah. about. Like, competitive yeah. it felt so energy, horrible. You know, yeah. like I'm just like yeah. I'm just like giving you. You know, like we all like firm we all dig in each other when we when it, we do bad. It helps. So. It keeps you modest, though. It I'm a firm modest. believer in the phrase "steel sharpens steel." Yeah, I steal steel, there you which go. I recycle for money. But like, you gotta have a certain type of people around you if you're hoping to go anywhere in this type of shit. Oh yeah, dear lord, I'll say this right now: if you're a comedian alone out there trying to find like a God good show to break into or something like that, okay, cool. Hope you have a great act, hope you have a great following, hope you have all that. If you are a group of comedians who perform together, who, who have an established network, you're so much more reliably gonna be getting shows. Because if one comedian in your network breaks into a new area, they have a whole list of referrals. And if another comedian breaks in another area, then it counters that way and just works well, around. Well, then the so. network, like you're talking about, like you meet people, like you're saying, that also have shows that they produce, that you meet comics, and then yep. if you do well in front of that comic, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, like you're going to hopefully get opportunities from them if you keep that's like where consistency oh, yeah. comes Dude, in that's where that's what i like about comedy man it's a fucking meritocracy once you hit that stage you can't run away from anyone nope like, er, like they're watching you up. like yeah. you've been talking a bunch of shit and about how you're funny okay get on stage and let's see it and that way it's kind of like fighting like everything's all good you can say whatever you want and there's all this hype but then there's a breakdown where it's like okay like, now okay, where is what? it what's your metal like let's see it yeah dude and, I love seeing it cause like oh. I've seen comedians like this is like this isn't me talking shit on comics but I've seen certain comedians have a little bit of an inflated ego oh yeah and then have them go up on stage and just sink it, it did yeah. you know what I'm saying just the human in me well here's the thing yeah there's there's part of me that seemed like their hubris smashed and them humiliated I view it as a good thing cause I'm like they're gonna be better for that they're, they came. They just saw a mirror that they weren't ready to look yeah, into. Humility. But yeah, humility. Yeah, literally humility. So that's why I don't mind when someone's humiliated in that way because they're trying. And if they're trying, they're trying to grow from it. They're trying to improve. And so humiliation makes them better. But when it happens to me, I want to burn that motherfucking building down. I bring a grenade oh, to every goddamn, goddamn show right. I do. <laughs> I'm ready to. I didn't drive <laughs> fucking 50 miles and spend two hours in a bar not to kill it for five minutes. Yeah, I have a barn burner of a closer about racist people with Alzheimer's, and I will drop that shit if this crowd is not with me. I will drop it right now. I am ready. I am locked and loaded. I'm going to insult everyone's grandma. Here we go. <laughs> That's funny. I think I think like what happens too is there's there's no like comedy is so interesting because there's no like overseeing 
body that's like regulating nope regulating like status or anything respect or any sort of thing yeah. like that it's all kind of decided amongst like ourselves and the community and it's garnered on the night is what's weird like yeah. literally it's on the night you could have a great night and it could go nowhere though you could have an amazing night and you could be the king that night and you could be just the man on the scene that night or the woman on the scene and the very next week there's a new show with a new top dog yeah, you have to a have a lineup. short memory yeah yeah big time like you big can't time. let any one show get you too bigged up you can't let any one show bring you too down and that's why like, the elements like competitiveness that leads to like healthy competitiveness with collaboration that's like one of your biggest assets because you can have a great show and it can go nowhere but if you have a great attitude and a great working relationship and you're you're making funny material you're working on your writing but you're building that network your odds everything just goes way up and try not to bring a knife to open mics we didn't discuss that. I don't think I've ever done that. Never done that. I've done it at every open mic. And hey, I I want to be got that thing on him. I want to be the only guy with a knife. Is what I'm hey, trying man, to say. You know what I'm saying? Young <laughs> Baphomet rolls. He rolls with the crew that's got that thing on them. I just like to be the only guy with a knife. I'm very particular about it. <laughs> I'm gonna start bringing a knife to all the. I'm kidding. I'm not. I shouldn't have said that. I will. I am such a better smuggler. I will get yours caught. I'll ask him to put metal detectors in, and I'll still get around it, and you will have yours caught. I am Listen, very competitive. When we have the cowboy rowdy <laughs> trip to. Any kind of dangerous countries, you're going to be head of security. Oh, for sure. You for know sure. What I'm saying? If, we, if we decide first, to do like a mean. tour in North Korea, <laughs> you're the man. Oh, I'm super down. North Korea? You got to Smith that shit. Why aren't we already there? <laughs> All right. What you guys got for takeaways for this episode? Um, if you want to be a comedian, go on. Do shows. Do comedy, man. Go right? Yeah. Watch comedy. Learn how you do it and then do it. Mm-hmm. Crowd's uh-huh. always there for it. If you're not funny, it's not their fault. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, that's that's like the hardest pill that's to swallow. That's like the honesty. Is like, just assume that it's like never really the audience's fault. Mm-hmm. It's something that you did. They showed up, dude. They showed, they're there. Having that mentality is like, it's kind poison. of keeps you humbled and keeps you like, it's they, poison they otherwise time too. out of their day to come see you. You will not progress if you don't understand how to make a joke better. And oh if yeah, you're something the open mic etiquette I forgot to say about performing is don't, like talk to the audience like and tell them like break that fourth wall yeah don't try to break the fourth wall early yeah, don't You're be an ready. asshole to the audience don't be don't like say a joke and then get not ready get yet. upset don't with them it. that they're not laughing at it you're it, not michael cross something David cross. you probably <laughs> did and you're not bill burr stop yeah i mean yeah it's uh, give, give it a, give it a rest just try and be funny for a little bit don't try and yeah <laughs> relax on your first couple ones you, no one's Dave Chappelle. Unless you're killing night. it, in which case you, you keep your fucking foot on the if gas. If you're killing it, don't let anybody else tell you what to do. <laughs> you record your sets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't bring that up. Yeah. But I would hope that anybody who's who's trying to get an open mic knows that. But man, get as many uh, video and audio clips always, as you can. Always. It's, it's always so important. Good. Learn how to edit. Yeah. Hundred percent. My takeaway is the go out there thing too. Just like Anthony was saying. Like I cannot believe I. Everyone told me for years like, oh, you should be asking. No, oh, you should be doing this. Oh my gosh, and. Everyone said it, and I went in one ear, out the other. I didn't see it as a viable option to do comedy. It didn't seem like something you could just go into. I thought someone had to choose you. I thought some rich Hollywood guy had to come show up and be like, you're the comedian now. Go it's like any other job, funny. dude. You build your credentials. Yeah. You get work experience. And you and start at open mic. Yeah. Like, you start at open mic. That's it's so easy. Produce some shows. You, next to you know what I'm saying? We got a showrunner right here with us. Yeah, but I, I regret not taking that advice early, but if you're listening right now and you have even one bug up your butt about maybe you could do comedy, just go try. Just go have fun. Go go try it. Go. Life's too fucking short. Just go out and Way do a set short. one time. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get it, drunk, get drunk and then get on stage. It's not too drunk. It doesn't have to be great. Even if you go up there and it sucks, every funny 
story you ever told to your friends was still funny. That didn't change a thing. I'd say my takeaway is that uh, if you want to do it, look in the area and then just always be the guy that's there early and the guy that is like just down to do any set, any open mic, any show. That's something my friend told me early on when I was like, I don't know, I want to know if I want to go do this. There's probably not going to be anybody there. And he was like, dude, you have to go because mm-hmm. there will be nobody there. And then you can talk about doing it with nobody there. Yep. And that like changed my whole perspective. And so uh, my takeaway is, yeah, just always go out and do it whatever, whenever you can. Hell yeah, dude. Keep sucking them dicks. Peace out. Move your ticket easy, baby girls. And don't forget to catch me on Instagram at cambizzi.berry and on YouTube at CBE Comedy. Young Baphomet underscore on uh, Instagram fucking Twitter machine. And I'm at underscore M Booth on Twitter and Instagram and then Facebook, YouTube, Michael Booth. And don't forget to go and follow the Cowboy Rowdy Podcast Instagram at Cowboy Rowdy Podcast and also check out the Cowboy Rowdy Podcast on Facebook.